Today's podcast is sponsored by Wonderful Pistachios, where delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts out there, and each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. It is no secret how much I love pistachios. I love pistachios. It is part of my identity, and honestly, there are so many fantastic flavors. My personal favorite is the wonderful pistachios, no salt. It has a little blue emblem on it for the bag. So delicious. I know others love the roasted and salted, even lightly salted. There's a sweet chili that's good, a salt and pepper. There are so many options, and you can have them in the shell or no shell. Cracking each pistachio open one at a time? Yes, wonderful pistachios is the only exception I make for playing with my food. It is fun and protein all in one bite. Go ahead and visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more or pick up a bag at your local store. Let's get to cracking and let's get to snacking. Welcome to the Fun and Gains Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Lupton, and let the gains begin. All right, you guys, welcome back to another episode of the Fun and Games podcast. And as always, happy Wednesday, best day, most favorite day of the week. How is everybody doing? How is everybody's day? I feel like things have been kind of crazy for me recently, but all good craziness. Darian has finished finals. He's excelling in school, which I seriously am so proud of. It's so fun to watch him just chase his dream and do what he loves. And it's so nice that now he's on break. So we've got some family vacations coming up that the entire family is really excited for just to kind of relax and unwind a little bit after just being in the thick of grad school and everything that is going on in our lives. So that's kind of our little update. And I'm excited to have Darian on the podcast. Seriously, I'm going to have to do some polls and stuff, whatever you guys want Darian and I to talk about. I want to do a couple episodes with him while he's on break. He loves being on the podcast too. You guys already know that. He 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 feels like a star. He This is like his moment to shine and he loves the reviews and just getting to know everybody. Also, we met one of you, Megan, at Crumble Cookies. Oh my goodness, it was so much fun. We absolutely loved meeting you if you're listening to this biggest hugs. Love you so much. And you guys, Megan even wrote a review. It says hashtag never skip a warm-up. You already know, especially my YouTube fam knows, never skip a warm-up. It says you guys are the freaking best. This podcast is equally entertaining and informative and I just can't get enough. It feels like we are just having a conversation. You are such a light in a dark world. Oh, wait, I'm going to cry. And I can't tell you enough how much you've impacted me. I've actually met your fam today at a cookie place. Very on brand. (laughs) legitimately that is so on brand and I just still can't believe how amazing you guys are keep shining and inspiring my heart that totally made my day you're absolutely fantastic it was amazing meeting you I'm gonna read one more review this says favorite through and through by Alyssa AP 14 It says, this podcast quickly became my favorite. I listen to my car, my apartment, the gym, literally anywhere. I have become so much more motivated and am slowly finding more and more accounts that make me feel as if I'm truly a member of the fitness community. I'm now posting on a fitness Instagram to hold myself accountable. You can also ask my boyfriend if this podcast is truly helping me. An intern helps him too. The gains are coming in already. So Alyssa underscore fitness underscore journey. Hey, if you want to go show Alyssa some love, give her some love. Thank you so much for reviewing the podcast. 
big hugs. I hope you guys are doing well. Let's get into today's episode. It's just a solo episode. I know you guys always want these longer, but it's going to be a little bit of a shorty one. Hopefully we'll get Darian on and we'll do hours and hours of entertainment. For today's episode, classes in session. Everybody listen up, listen well. This is going to be really helpful for my gym beginners or anybody who's exercising as a beginner. It'll also be helpful though if you're an intermediate slash advanced gym goer because it's always nice to bring it back to the basics. So I'm doing 20 gym terms you should know. And a lot of these, even though I had been going to the gym for a while, a few of these took me a while to really learn not only what they stood for, but what they actually meant. So we're going to go through this and a lot of these you might know. I'll start off with some easy ones and then we'll get into some that are a little bit more difficult. I feel like a lot of times though on social media, things are abbreviated. So for abbreviations, BB, KB, and DB. If you see those letters next to each other, this probably sounds so weird on a podcast, but that stands for barbell, kettlebell, and dumbbell. So a lot of times instead of writing out the entire exercise, like single arm, dumbbell, rear delt, fly, or something like that, you'll just do SA for single arm and then dumbbell, DB, and then rear delt, fly, something like that. So if you ever see that on Instagram or TikTok or YouTube, that is what those stand for. I feel like that was a pretty obvious one, but I wanted to start with easier ones just to cover our bases. The second one is push and pull. A lot of times people don't know what that means when somebody says a push workout or a pull workout. Pull are the muscle groups that work whenever you're pulling something, the muscle groups that work together. Typically, that's your back and your biceps. I personally and a lot of people like to work rear delts on a pull day as well. It just feels good. It feels right. Some people like to work that in with a shoulder day because rear delt is your rear delt, which is your shoulder. So, That's something that is up to everybody's own training style, but a lot of people, including myself, love to do a pull workout, which is a full back, biceps, and then rear delts. And I feel like I kind of follow more of a bodybuilding type split where I group muscle groups into days instead of doing full body sessions like that. So it also helps doing push and pull split. And I didn't start doing push and pull until I was pregnant because I only worked three days a week. So I do a lower body day, a push and a pull split. When it comes to push day, what people say, that is chest, triceps, and shoulders. Again, those muscle groups that you're working together when you're pushing something. So you're really working your shoulder, your chest, and your tricep. So it's a good day to kind of group all those muscles together because if you're working chest one day, the next day you don't wanna go in and work shoulders, vice versa, because you're recruiting a lot of the same muscles. So when you're doing a chest press or a bench press, yes, you're working your chest, but you are also working your shoulders. Next up is a workout split. Again, I feel like this is something that a lot of people might know, but some might not. A workout split is just your workout routine. I would say. For example, what muscle groups do you work on what days? Are you doing three full body days? That would be your workout split. Are you doing two lower body days and two upper body days? That would then be your workout split. If you're doing a push pull leg split, it's basically just whatever you're assigning to those days, that is your workout split. Another abbreviation, which I'm actually surprised some people don't know, is PR or PB. 
And I feel like I learned what this was doing high school track because, you know, you're always trying to make a PR. You're always trying to do your PB. That just stands for personal record or personal best. And there's a lot of ways that you can have PRs. Those can be a volume PR. So you're hitting the same weight for more reps. That was huge. I just hit a new volume PR. I did 37.5s for 10, a full 10 reps on shoulder press. And I was like, dang, okay, like now I can do 40s. I should be hitting around that six to eight range every single time now if I can hit 10 full reps with 37.5s. That's a good, awesome volume PR. Now I'm officially on to 40s. That should definitely be my more of a working weight. Hit that between that six to eight rep range. And then pretty soon that will be a new volume PR of 10. So that's kind of a new PR. Also, you know, people like to do you know, one to two reps, and that is another way you can do a PR. Or with times, if you're a runner, that's a way that you can always mark you're getting faster and faster. So there's a lot of ways you can measure that. That just stands for personal record and personal best. And something that kind of piggybacks off of this one, the next one is 1RM. That stands for one repetition maximum. And this is a test that's often considered as like a golden standard for assessing the strength that you have in a specific lift, I would say. So a 1RM is really maxing out on a weight. If you're maxing out on your deadlift, maxing out on your squat, your bench, it is simply defined as the maximal weight an individual can lift for one repetition with correct technique. It does not count if you do not have perfect form or technique and everything. So that is kind of a one rep max. It's pretty cool. Something that's really funny about this is everybody's like, what's your, you know, one rep? What's, what's your, what's your max out on bench or dead? And I'm like, I really don't like to do one rep maxes. They kind of scare me a little bit. Um, honestly, I feel like the least I would do is three. If I have a spotter, I feel pretty comfortable with this and sometimes I'll just keep going up and up and wait and I'll either fail or get one, but I never really intentionally program in for one rep maxes to test my strength, but it kind of naturally falls as I'm trying to increase my weight and I fail at something. I'm never seeking it out, but everybody's training style is so different. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying for me, everybody's like, what's your run rep max? And I'm like, I actually don't know because I don't test it. Something else that I see a lot in programs, there will be an 80% of 1RM or 70% or you're going 60%. So for example, if you're following a program and let's say your one rep max is probably guessed around, let's say 200, that's an easy number. 70% resistance would be 140 pounds. So that's saying, okay, you're at about 70% of exertion that you should be going at. You're not lifting to your full heaviest, but you're still really pushing and challenging yourself at about 70%. And honestly, there are some calculators online that can help you even guesstimate what your one rep max is. So you can find your percentages and everything. You can probably just Google calculate your one rep max and it's just a mathematical guesstimate, but you know, nothing's better than actually trying to shoot for it. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll try to, you know, get my new numbers. I know some people are so into it. Like my top hits and everything are X, Y, and Z. And I guess I have that from, you know, every time I hit a new PR, haha, now you know what that means. Every time I hit a new PR though, I'll write it down. So I now know, but it's never really one rep. I can usually do two or three. So it's never a fully true except on dead and squat. Next up, we've got another acronym. This is 
E-M-O-M or E-MOM. This is every minute on the minute. I find it to be more circus-based, especially when I was pregnant and postpartum. I would love to do these workouts because it was a way I could still challenge myself and push myself without lifting heavier weights. My training style totally changed. So I definitely was starting to use these a lot more during that time period. And E-MOM, every minute on the minute, Basically, is a workout challenge where you complete an exercise for a certain number of reps in less than 30 seconds, and then the remaining time within that minute is your recovery. So let's say, for example, you're doing 20, not 20 is too much. Let's say you're doing 12 to 15 air squats, and that takes you 30 seconds. You then have 30 seconds left to rest. But let's say you're doing, you know, 20 air squats, that takes you 45 seconds. Then your rest period is only 15 seconds. And then on the top of every minute, you start the next exercise or the same exercise again. So basically your rest period can be really short or long, depending how you are blazing through the workout, honestly. EMOM is a form of interval training. So basically the challenge is to complete the number of repetitions within 60 seconds and whatever you have left is rest before you move on to the next exercise. I find that this is really fun for me to do when I am trying to do circuit based. That way I can crank out as many and I just know at the top of every minute, I've got to go again. So it's really fun and it's honestly really easy. That way your rest is kind of set within that time limit parameter. So you just know, okay, once I'm done, I know how long I'm going to rest and then I have to start over. And there's something about starting over on that fresh new minute that makes it really fun and exciting. So I honestly kind of enjoy EMOM workouts. Maybe maybe I'll write some out on the app. <laughs> okay, you guys, I can't, I can't believe I wrote this one, but it needs to be talked about because some people still don't know and I feel so bad. I feel like TikTok has so many inside jokes and they just kind of slowly trickle over to social media platforms as creators are on both platforms and stuff, but pump covers. Some people still don't know what a pump cover is. Honestly, all it is is something to hide your pump. It can be a crew neck. It can be a hoodie. It can be a t-shirt. Whenever you're working out, you know, especially upper body, let's go. And you're getting swole. The juice is flowing. Your high volume that you've taken from PE Science is obliterating your body in the best way. And you're just swole out of your mind. And you've got this gnarly pump. When you take that hoodie off after your warm-up, after you were in a few working sets and you're all sweaty and looking glorious, like the queen and kings we are, dude, that is a pump cover because it covers that. But man, when you take that off and then you show the world your ultimate pump, yeah, nothing, nothing's better than that feeling. You're like, oh, yeah, I love it. That's probably why I like working back and biceps so much because, man, when the shoulders and the biceps get a good pump, I'm such a nerd. Let's move <laughs> Let's move on. But that that's a pump cover, okay? It could be a t-shirt. It could be a crew neck. It's just something to hide your pump. Sometimes I wear mine the entire workout. Sometimes I take them off at the beginning, in the middle, whenever, you know? It's just kind of a little trendy thing that's out there. So that's cool. And uh, now you know. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry a bunch of different stressors. Recently, Darian and I are working through moving, him graduating, taking boards, wrapping up things here in Michigan, and our cross-country move to Florida. Like us, I assume that you also probably have a lot of things that are going on in your life and some stressors, whether they are big or small. And oftentimes we can keep them bottled up and then it can start to affect us negatively. But therapy can be a safe place for you to get things off of your chest and try to work through whatever is weighing you down. 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, go ahead and give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Brit today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Brit. Skincare from the sea. You got that right. I'm introducing you to the brand Osea. If you have not heard of them yet, this company is called OSEA. It stands for Ocean, Sun, Earth, and Atmosphere, and it is an amazing skincare and body care company. This company is vegan and cruelty-free. They're climate neutral certified and ocean positive. It is a clean beauty company. It checks all of the boxes. I love these products so much. I actually gave some away to some of you for the local event so that you could try them as well. Some of the favorite ones that I use are the body oil and lotion. And then I also love the hyaluronic serum and the ID puff serum. And every time I use them, I feel so luxurious. They also have a few gift sets that are going on for Mother's Day, which is really fun. They have a glow and go facial set and then a golden glow body set. I'm definitely going to get my mom one of these. I just don't know which yet. So go ahead and treat yourself or your mom to the everyday spa experience that you deserve. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code FUNGAINS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head over to OSEAMalibu.com and use code FUNGAINS for 10% off. Okay, the next acronym, I feel like some of you have heard and some of you haven't. It's DOMS, D-O-M-S, and that stands for Delayed Onset Muscle Soreness. And that is when you have muscle pain that begins after you've worked out. So normally this can start a day or two after your workout. You won't feel this while you're working out. But while we're talking about this, so acute muscle soreness, that is usually that pain that's felt during or immediately after a workout. And that's a different kind of muscle soreness. DOMS is overtraining. It's overuse and you've pretty, you know, you've hurt your muscles pretty bad. And I'll say when you start working out, you are a lot more sore than usual. That happens. When I haven't trained for a week or two, I get back in. I'm pretty sore. I've got to ease back into it and everything. But I think some ways to help with extreme muscle soreness is a make sure you're not, you don't have to absolutely obliterate and hurt yourself in the gym. We learned that in Sal's episode. Okay. That was busting a myth. Being extremely sore to the point where it is painful is a little bit of overtraining. And that is not even a good indicator of having a good workout. So you don't have to have that in your mind anymore of, oh, I need to absolutely destroy myself and be so sore and just absolutely not even be able to walk the next couple of days. You don't have to do that. Okay. But some ways that you can help I will say is water that tremendously helps with recovery. Foam rolling and stretching after a workout can help. Foam rolling before as well, I feel like helps me before my workout. But yeah, static stretching after a workout is fantastic. Five to 10 minutes, that's also a great time to help work on your flexibility. Even do a little bit of mobility if you would like, especially since your body's already warmed up 
and you are a lot looser so that you can get further in your stretches, that's how it's going to help with your flexibility versus at the beginning of your workout, you're still pretty cold. You're trying to warm up. That's not the best time to do those static stretching to help increase flexibility as much. So scientifically speaking, DOMS is a combination of microscopic tears in the muscle fibers that result from a workout and the muscle's response to repair the damage. So just tiny muscle tears occur when the muscle is stressed more than they're used to or in a new way. So just remember, you don't have to absolutely destroy yourself in the gym every single session and feel absolutely sore. That can do more damage than good in the long run because you want to give your body time and rest to be able to repair the muscle damage and tissue that you have broken down previously. Okay, next up is a word that I did not know what this meant until I was studying to become a personal trainer, and that is hypertrophy. And hypertrophy training is training with the intent to increase muscle size or gain additional muscle mass, aka building your muscles. And for most of you out there, the word, quote, tone is hypertrophy because, again, as we learned, tone is having muscle mass. So you have to have some kind of muscle there built, and then you can decrease your body fat percentage, okay, so that you can see that muscle mass. And that is then what people desire as, quote, lean muscle mass. But still, you have to at some point build muscle. That is hypertrophy. And we all know that muscles are grown by overcoming an external force, aka resistance training, strength training, lifting weights. All of that is going to help you build muscle. The next abbreviation is ROM. And I feel like this is definitely a common one to see. And that just stands for range of motion. And what a range of motion means for each person is it just refers to how far you can move or stretch a part of your body, such as a joint or a muscle. Again, this is going to be different for each of us. Some people can't do splits. Others can. There are a few ways that you can help improve your own range of motion. One of those, again, I'll say is post-workout stretches. And when I talk about post-workout stretches, I'm talking again about that static stretch. So that stretch that you're holding versus when you warm up, it's dynamic, right? We're bringing movement to the muscle. You guys hear me say that all the time. But after a workout, those static stretches where you hold a position for, you know, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, that is going to help improve your flexibility and it can help improve your range of motion. Even if it's two to five minutes, that is going to add up every single time you work out where you're getting in a couple minutes, you know, that could even add up to 30 minutes at the end of your week. And that's going to help improve your range of motion a lot, especially as you're trying to have more full range of motion, especially if you're coming back from an injury, you've got to do those small minute things that really help add value to your workouts and to your exercises and honestly, even to your life. And again, another plug, if you haven't already been convinced that you should stretch a little bit after your workout, it's that it can help you recover faster and relieve post-workout muscle pain when you stretch. So definitely get some stretching in. I need to be better about it too. Okay, we're going to hold each other accountable. Team, never skip a stretch after a workout. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, but I'm not. <laughs> Next up is another acronym. This is AMRAP or A-M-R-A-P. That stands for as many rounds as possible. I usually say it for as many reps as possible. Basically means taking something to failure. 
And I feel like this one might vary because I feel like a lot of CrossFitters use that term. I could be wrong. I'm not really into the CrossFit world, but I feel like there definitely are some CrossFitters out there. So, you know, you know your space a little bit more than mine. I'm definitely more in the gym bodybuilding type style. So that's why I usually say this as as many reps as possible. But I know some people do as rounds because you're doing circuits in CrossFit. It's a little bit different of a training style, which is really cool. And, you know, maybe one day I should try CrossFit. I think that would be fun. We should do it. Maybe we'll all do it together. Have a giant CrossFit classroom together with me, classes in session with CrossFit. Okay. (laughs) I need to stop moving on. Oh, another really simple one that I can't believe I forgot is when you see the numbers. Okay. (laughs) Hear me out. This is going to be weird to read, but just, you know what I'm saying? When it's just like 3x10 or 4x10 or 5x5, okay? That always stands for the first number is your number of sets. So a set is when you're doing all of the repetitions in it, okay? So how many times you're going to perform that exercise? And then the second number is the rep. So the number of repetitions. So to break this down even a little bit further, 3x10 that people see everywhere, that is three sets of 10 repetitions. 5x5 is five sets of five repetitions. And some people even say three by 10 or three by five or two by five. That's just saying two sets of those X amount of repetitions. So the first number is always gonna be the number of sets you're gonna complete, and the second number is gonna be the number of repetitions you're gonna complete in that set. So I hope that that was helpful. That again, you know, I feel like some people, a lot of people know that one, but when you're a beginner, the whole gym and working out and exercise is such a new world. Like if I was trying to go into, you know, World of Warcraft or something else, that is an entire different world where everybody has their acronyms, they've got all their terminology. So I hope this is really helpful for you out there. And if not, it's a refresher and a pop quiz for you to say, oh, wait, do I know what that means? Or you're just sitting back listening to this podcast feeling really smart and you should be. The very last acronym is RPE. So that stands for Rate of Perceived Exertion. And this, again, until I was a trainer and in this space, I had no idea what that meant. It's just a subjective measurement of how hard you feel you're training. Okay, so somebody will say, oh, you're at a level seven. Okay, so you're at about 7%. You're trying really hard, but you still have a lot in the tank. When you're training at a nine, you've got maybe one, maybe two reps left in the tank, if that, probably one. And if you're training at a 10, that is you are going as hard as you possibly can in that exercise. So a lot of people will put these in their programs to kind of gauge how hard you should be working at each exercise, how much effort you should be putting into the exercise. So some people need to know that and others don't. It just depends. I know some people's training programs has that. So that might be a, you know, fun little tidbit for you now. Now you know what RPE stands for. Rate of preserved, rate of, (laughs) I can't even say it, rate of perceived exertion. There you go. Okay, next up, we're going to talk about a bunch of different sets. So I kind of want to talk about drop sets, compound sets, and supersets. So we're going to go over all three of those. We're going to start off with a drop set. And I say this all the time on my Instagram post, TikTok, YouTube. I feel like I even talk about it on here. So it's kind of good to go back to the basics and explain what that is. A drop set is really just a resistance training technique in which you focus on completing a set until failure or the inability to do another rep. So once you hit that, then you lighten the load 
by 10, 20, 30, 50% and repeat with little to no rest in between sets. And the goal is to maximize your potential muscle gain. For example, even in my YouTube video that I posted yesterday, I will do a set of, you know, 10 bicep curls. I'll drop the weight and I will get a 20. So I cut my weight in half. Sometimes I'll go down to 30. So that's, you know, 30% that I've dropped my weight by. And then I burn out until I can't do another rep. That is basically what it is. You'll do an entire set and then you'll do an additional burnout set where you drop the weight and keep going. And that's really going to help And that really can help with your potential muscle gain. We want the gains. And I love doing drop sets for biceps. I love it. I absolutely love it. I do it for leg day too, like Bulgarian split squats. For example, I'll do, you know, 10, eight to 10 reps of a Bulgarian split squat. I'll drop the weight and then burn out on body weight or grab a lighter weight and do that just to get a little bit more. Ooh, it's tough, but it's fun. Next, I'm going to talk about compound sets. Now, compound sets and supersets are, a lot of times I'll do, it'll really be a compound set, but I'll say superset and I should be saying compound set. I just feel like I need to explain that. So sometimes I do say superset. These do get confused quite often, but a compound set is where you're doing two exercises back to back without rest for the same muscles or non-opposing muscles muscle groups. For example, you're kind of doing two leg day exercises versus a superset is doing the same thing where you're doing two exercises back to back without rest, but you're working opposing muscle groups. So for a superset, you'd be doing a back and bicep superset or a quad and hamstring superset. Those are opposing muscle groups versus a compound set could be a walking lunges into a sumo squat where you're kind of, you know, it's not exactly using two exact opposing muscle groups versus you doing a bicep and a tricep exercise where those are opposing muscle groups. All right. And last but not least, I want to cover compound exercises and isolation exercises. The main difference between the two types of exercises is honestly in the amount of muscle being used. So an isolation exercise focuses on a specific muscle group with little input from other muscles, where a compound exercise focuses on a variety of muscle groups being used throughout the movement. For example, of a compound exercise, a compound movement will take the squat. When you're doing a squat, you are using your glutes, your hamstrings, your quads, your calves, your core, even a little bit of upper body to hold that bar up. You are using a lot of muscles in that movement versus an isolation exercise would be like a seated leg curl where you're really only targeting and working your hamstring. When you're trying to build mass or quote lean muscle because people still like to target it that way, but anytime you're trying to build muscle. Both exercises have their place. Okay. Compounds are great and isolations are great. The reason why people love to train compounds first and why I feel like that is a priority as well is because compounds first allow for heavier weight and max muscle recruitment versus isolations that would first spare all your energy. You know, you don't want to burn out doing all of your leg extensions and leg curls and then go into squats. No, you want to be strongest for your heaviest and best lifts if you're trying to really build and optimize your workouts. That's why you want to structure compound exercises first. 
So class is now almost out of session. We're going to have a pop quiz and I'm just kidding. No pop quiz. I hope you guys liked this episode though. I know it was a little bit on the shorter side. I know you guys like longer episodes. I love you for that. Uh, we'll get some longer episodes coming here soon. I really just wanted to kind of give a short, basic episode, some good tidbits, bringing it back to the basics that I feel like is important because I've been in this journey long enough where I know all of this stuff and I've researched and I've, you know, I, I try to study as much as I can. So while I know this in the back of my head, I try to keep looking at this journey from a new person's perspective or somebody who might not know these things. And it's so helpful just to have any bit of education, help optimize your training and just even remember, hey, stretching after my workouts. Yeah, let me do two to five minutes of that. That can help increase my range of motion, increase my mobility, which is absolutely fantastic. And overall, that is then going to help you in your workouts, get the most out of that, optimize your training, optimize your results. That is golden as well as just knowing, hey, even compound exercises first, let's let's use those and then move into isolation exercises. Simple things like that can be really helpful. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Go ahead and comment something on the podcast Instagram or even DM something that you learned. If you have topics for Darian and I to do for the month of May, DM us email us, whatever it is. Let's hear it. We are so excited to record podcasts for you guys. So whatever you got, give it to us. We are happy to do that. And with that being said, and with that being said, I will talk to you guys next week for some more fun and gains. Have a good week, everyone. Bye. You're listening to the fun and gains podcast with your host, Brittany Lupton. Thanks for listening to another episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And we'll see you all next time for some more fun and games. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.